0: Can I ask you, what is already working for you? What is right there at your fingertips, waiting to be leveraged into something bigger and better than you ever dreamed possible? In short, how do you monetize what you already have? Now, I have worked with the most incredible women throughout my career, women who started something from nothing, who had an idea and said, why the hell not, and just ran with it. If you listened to my podcast last week, you would have heard about three fantastic women who had done this for themselves. And you can do it too. I truly believe this. Like Catherine had a blog that she'd been writing for eight years and had never created a course for it or anything to actually earn money from. Kate, who had a best-selling leadership book she'd written. Robin, who had expertise in and a major passion for reading Oracle cards. And in this episode, we will dive into how they took their already existing content and knowledge and monetized it by packaging it into an online course from scratch. Hi, I'm Natalie Sisson, an entrepreneur, best-selling author, speaker, host of this untapped podcast, and a lover of handstands and dogs. I've spent over a decade building successful businesses I love and teaching others to do the same. I want to help you tap into your unlimited potential and make the income and impact you desire simply by being you. In fact, I'm on a mission to help 1,000 women earn at least $10,000 a month and contribute at least 1% of their revenue to causes that they truly care about so that together we can create a ripple effect in this world. So if that sounds like you and you're on board to learn how to make the mindset shifts you need to have the business success you want and the lifestyle that you desire, then this is the podcast for you. In this podcast today, I'm jamming with two extraordinary women who took what they already had right in front of them and created their online courses so they could maximize their impact and their revenue. Kate Nankerville is a LinkedIn and business development specialist who helps individuals, teams, and organizations leverage the power of LinkedIn for business growth. And she's found that she was getting the same question over and over again. So she packaged everything she knows into an online course, and considering that LinkedIn has 700 million users... I say she's leveraging what she knows pretty damn well. Her course teaches people how to attract their ideal clients with LinkedIn profile optimization. You'll hear more about that and some awesome LinkedIn tips in this interview. And then Siobhan Danaher is a lean practitioner and travel photographer. And she's been blogging about her travel since 2012 and the art of positive change since 2017. And then she decided enough was enough. It was time to start making money from this writing thing. Um, She created a 90-minute course called Create Your Personal Vision, and she's just been going from strength to strength. And I just, I really want to share with you in this podcast how you can take what you already know and earn money from it in your sleep, how fulfilling it is to meet the people who want what you have and teach it to them, and the possibilities that will open up for your business once you've launched an online course, as well as we cover off on fear that creeps up and all the things you're doing in your business that probably aren't giving you a return on your investment. So lean into this one, enjoy, and let's go. Kate Nankerville, welcome to the Untapped podcast. It's so awesome to have you here. Thank you. Great to be here, Natalie. I think it is. And I would love to kick this off by helping you help the listeners understand how you tap into your potential and get paid to be you. Sure, absolutely. So I'm a LinkedIn and business development specialist,
1: and I help individuals, teams, and organizations leverage the power of LinkedIn, most often for business growth, but I also work with individuals who are doing things like going through career change and job search.
0: That's pretty awesome. I love that it's so specific. I know when we first met and we started working together, I was like, I just love that you nailed your elevator pitch so perfectly, and everybody was like, ooh, LinkedIn. I don't get it. How do I use it? What do I do? And I know it's yeah. such a conversation starter for you at every event you go to, and I know you love to talk to people and and have <laughs> conversations. So you're so perfect for it. But let's just dive into that for a little bit, minute. How powerful has LinkedIn been for you and your business, and why do you love it?
1: Yeah. Well, I think I was most attracted to it because I quite like new things. I get attracted by new ideas and new solutions and new ways of doing things. I used to be in corporate business-to-business sales roles, and I saw the power of LinkedIn. So it's been great for so many reasons within my business. Um, I love that you can reach out to just about anyone, provided they're on the platform, and given there are over 700 million of us, that's a few of us on the old planet. And the ability to reach the people that you want and create conversations and opportunities is really significant. So It's really been great that I've niched in this because it is such a reflection of who I am and my background that it was a perfect match for me to focus on this, which I know comes up as a little bit of a surprise for people who are more often maybe more describing themselves as social media, people of some description, coaches, consultants, whatever, specialists, who tend to be experts in things like Facebook and also Instagram, but also often tend to work with a lot more business to consumer brands or businesses, so most often I've leaned from the business to business side, so yeah, it's great, lots of ways okay, I just the people i have connected with sometimes are yeah i I love that reaching out to people around the world. it's awesome.
0: I really love that too, because I was on a podcast interview recently, and you know I have this thing about LinkedIn, just much like I used to with running. I used to have a love hate relationship with running until I adopted an attitude and a newfound behavior that running gives me freedom and through that time and through practicing and building it up, I do love it. Like I find it easy now. Well, easy-ish and I love the feeling of it and I really enjoy it. And I think the same could be said for any platform that you're talking about that you're diving into, maybe rekindling that love with LinkedIn and finding a new angle or a new reason to love it. So for people listening, they're a business owner, maybe they've got a profile on there, maybe they've not been very active. This might sound like me. What would you suggest as a couple of the first steps that they actually do? To, sure. to go in and make the most of it and not get overwhelmed and capitalize on that 700 million users, which is nuts. Yeah,
1: I think one of the reasons, and I'm glad that you positioned it from the angle of, you know, your uh, how you felt about running and how you feel about now. I think very often people come to LinkedIn with a perception that it's a one-stage act and they think about it because of the content feed or they think of the content feed when it comes to LinkedIn and they don't think a lot more or their experience of it is that. And I say that LinkedIn is more like a music festival than a one-stage act. And I say that because there's a whole lot of different things going on. So that's worthwhile exploring. And I won't go miles into that because there's so many different elements to it. But it, that's one of the things I'd say, be conscious of that because it's not just about the content feed. So the things that people can do, number one, you need to improve and optimize your profile. I work with people at different stages of their journeys and business from all walks of life and businesses and industries and the number one thing I always have to do is help them improve and optimize their profile people just don't wake up in the morning knowing how to do that so that's number one there's a bunch of things involved in that you can go looking for resources I've got a few and then the next thing is to think about who's in your network so LinkedIn has a lot of power with organic reach so if we start to explore the potential of doing things like sharing content on linkedin the people who will see your content first are the people who are in your network so one of the questions i ask first off is who or what percentage of your current network is populated by your ideal clients and getting a handle on the answer to that is really important because if you've just developed your network on linkedin fairly organically and you've kind of accepted people and you've maybe invited one or two And then someone asks you that question, you go, actually, I haven't really thought about it. And that's a really common response. So think about who's in your network and start bringing in more of your ideal clients. It's a good comparative with, say, your email list. You want people on your email list who are interested in what you have to offer. So you want people on your LinkedIn network who are your ideal type of clients.
0: That's such a great point, Kate, because I think back in the day when I was first using it, it was all my ideal clients or our customers for the tech company I was in. And then when I built my brand and then more recently, I think it's exploded where you were just getting connections all the time. And I do know there was a point at which I was like, okay, fine, fine, fine. And then thinking about later going, wait a minute, these aren't the people who I'm actually going to be interested in targeting, educating, sharing, or even potentially you know, bringing on as clients. So I really love that attitude of treat it like your email list where you want to attract the right people to it yeah. and the people who you're most going to be able to help and serve or network with and connect with and do business with.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. one of the really great things about LinkedIn is that you can go literally searching or hunting for those people and bring them into your network, which is something that's quite unique to that platform. You're not looking for a demographic. You're looking for something like a specific position title. You can search by that, if you like, that position title. And then you can invite
0: those people into your network. That's hugely powerful. Yeah, that's so, so true. Quick question. Do you recommend cleaning up your network if, let's say, you've been on it for years and you've got 5,000 plus people or do you just not need to spend that time and instead hunt out the people that you'd love to have in your
1: network? I love that you've asked that question. It's a really good question. It's commonly asked. If you had about 5,000 people on your network, you've still got a lot of room to grow before you'd get too concerned about that. You could do that or put it on your list as a hygiene task in the future, but I would emphasize or encourage you to grow your network in favor of that activity because that would be more important. But you could do some cleanup in the future, but I'd really go put your energy into growing the network in the direction that you want with the people you want.
0: Okay, perfect. I love that. So my question to you now is I think you get these questions asked all the time right and this is what you do with your one-to-one clients and you're working with them and consulting when was it that you were like hang on a minute I'm always getting asked these similar questions perhaps I could package my knowledge into a course that would be a better use of my time to offer up to my clients and then those who wanted to go further with me optimize more and um, do more advanced work could work with me one-on-one or in a group setting so when did that moment hit you because I think this is oh, quite you yeah, know common yeah, to so many people <laughs>
1: That's such a good question, and, you know, for anybody listening to this, if you've had an experience like mine, listen to Natalie is what I'd say. Listen to Natalie. <laughs> um, you know, I wanted to do this years ago. I saw other people doing it. I thought, oh, that's a good idea. Um, <laughs> why wouldn't you know that? But I didn't get round to it. You know, like I – it's kind of, uh, yeah, uh, it is a, what do people say, like a come-to-Jesus moment. I, like I I really did have, I wanted to do it for years, hadn't got it done, and I think also I could see there were platforms, but I hadn't kind of broken it down into the bits that you needed to do, so what I'll bring it back to, I did want to do it for years, last year, let's say that now, now that we're in 2021, I got struck with what many people did. I had a great year starting out. March was looking great. I had speaking gigs. I had in-person workshops. And then lockdown happened. And as a consequence of that, that business disappeared from my future forecasted revenue in my business and my work opportunities. So um, it kind of became of increasing importance as I sought or looked for ways to be flexible and manage the changes we were experiencing. I was still able to do one-to-one work. I did some Zoom workshops. In fact, I'd done a Zoom workshop and set up one of my existing workshops and delivered it via Zoom in February prior to just going into lockdown. However, I don't think that was quite enough, and it was still something, if I delivered that way, that would require my time every time I did it, right? Mm. And and we know that's a big consumption of our time and our businesses. So (laughs) I'm going to say, dun, dun, dun. Along came Natalie, one of of your wonderful posts. (laughs) Somewhere on your dick. email or, or, <laughs> or one of, one of your pet sponsor posts on Facebook, I started seeing your program become available, and I thought, that looks like a solution to the problem that I have that hasn't been solved yet, that I haven't attended to. So I was super attracted to going on the journey with you to actually get this done, because it became an imperative. Does that
0: answer your question? <laughs> yeah I love it and I also love that my ideal client is you and still is you like you really are perfect and that you know when you really nail that which is the first thing I teach in launch your damn course accelerator how much easier it is to attract the right people to the learning and that you're going to teach in your course because yeah. you were the right time at the right place you had the motivation the desire it was well past its due date the timing was good all those things like they all add up and you just went yes I'm in and not only did you say yes I'm in which was great you took the ball by the horns and and went for it you turned up to every group coaching call you went through all the materials you went through the lessons you asked great questions and I think that's the best way for somebody to learn in this environment is just go all in would you say like how beneficial was that for you to oh yeah do
1: absolutely that? I
0: mean you know The other
1: thing is, I think, Natalie, if you're anyone who has a business where training is part of what you do, you know, run workshops and you you deliver presentations, you'd be a pretty poor student (laughs) if you didn't listen to what someone else had to say. And like, you do need to learn. So I'm a believer in getting right in there. And also, I'd I'd say the other thing that I would just reflect on too, I've known you and about your work, I don't know, seven more more years now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing. That I would layer on this because I knew I trust you, and I knew you—you you are someone who's lived and demonstrated that this methodology works. Like I see you, you share your life and lifestyle with us through the social media channels and through your emails that I receive. And so, yeah, I was just going to say that was an important part for me to work with someone who I knew could help me and wasn't kind of pie in the sky. It was very grounded, which I really like about you. So yeah,
0: so back to your question what was it again. <laughs> I know, that was great. I was just reveling in that. Thank you. Um, I think it was yeah, this, you brilliant. you answered it. You did you did go all on. So I'd love yeah. for you to tell the listeners yeah. what you ended up creating and how once you made that decision, how quickly it kind of went for you, I think. You yeah. you definitely were one of the students who were like, I've actually had this idea for a long time, but you really got the clarity on the structure yeah. of it.
1: Yeah, you know, I did go all on. I think it's also because you know what, creating an online course is not just creating an online course.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like building a business, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it is.
1: It's like, well, there's few layers to this onion. And I, I needed to learn a whole bunch of different things in order to learn how to do it effectively. And I'm quite, I guess, I do get sometimes a bit stuck in the detail or some people call it being a perfectionist. I wanted to learn all those steps. I wanted to check that what I was doing would result in the outcome that I was seeking. And I wanted a trusted methodology. And so I knew I needed to learn the methodology. I didn't know all those things. I had an existing workshop. I think that was an advantage in my process and what I was engaged with. So I had something I delivered in person that really I knew was um, material that works and it helps people achieve a goal. So I knew that that was good, but I didn't know how to perhaps just, Do the initial stages of right. Let's check who needs this and what they need and go through all those various steps. And so that really helped me because it was let's refine that. Let's get the messaging right. And again, I'm really good at selling in person and communicating in person. And I'm comfortable doing that. Like, how do I take what I do live in person and recreate that through the world of online? so that people can trust me, meet me, trust me, get to know what I'm about and go, yes, Kate is the person that can help me on that journey. I had and have so much to learn around that journey. And I think, I mean, it'd be great to ask you this question, Natalie, about how long it really takes for someone to to get from the starting point to being actually really on their A game. There's quite a bit to learn. So I think, you, I think you need to get right into it. You need to look at it. And I'm going to go back and review all that material again because, there, you know, you only learn so much every time. I think I, I, I find that when I learn things and I go back and I get fresh insight or I'm ready for the next insight. So it's really great to have ongoing access to that material.
0: Yeah. It's a great question as well, Kate, because I think how long is a piece of string? I think if you truly want to grow and continue to evolve, you need to be on a constant learning journey yourself and the more you learn the more you can apply and you can test and see what works and there'll be different stages in your life and the world and platforms and what's resonating with people whereby you'll just go through that next evolution so i it's it's so hard isn't it because i know when we start the accelerator everybody's super keen to just jump right in and set up their course and plan it all and But actually the groundwork that they need to do, as you've done many years of doing already, is building that community, building the buzz, understanding deeply who their ideal customers are. And that can take time. But the minute you get clarity on it, it makes everything else so much easier. And it actually saves you time in the long run and any heartache and pain from not understanding it. So I do think it's an ongoing thing of always being curious about who's in your community, who you want to help, what do they need, how are you growing, what can you do next?
1: Yeah, it, absolutely. And I, I think it's a truism of life and business. Good things take time. I don't think that there are, you know, many add water, you know, quick fix, um, super successful
0: outcomes, really. You know, you need to do the work. You do. There's no such thing as an overnight success. There might be a 10-year overnight success or a five-year overnight success, as a lot of people say. Like, how did you get here? It was Five years overnight success really puts it into perspective. Natalie, if I
1: may, one other thing I'd like to say there too is, I didn't know what I didn't know and we don't know what we don't know until we know it. And I think that's one of the other reasons that I would advocate for other people to go on this journey with you with the Launch Your Damn Course Accelerator because there's a lot you don't know about this and having a guide and a coach and and an expert taking you on that journey will short circuit a lot of time wasted on making mistakes that you just don't know about
0: so true yeah i wish yeah. i'd been there for myself when i started out but obviously i had to go through it all so yeah that's what the investment's for right is to as you said short circuit or short track that so that you can actually put your time money and attention into making money packaging your knowledge and, and getting a head start yeah um, so what is the course that came out of the accelerator and please let us know the title and just yeah share a little bit more about your journey of of making it happen
1: sure So my course is Attract Your Ideal Clients with LinkedIn Profile optimization. That's all about enabling business owners and specifically people who are in business to business businesses, so selling to other businesses, enabling them to optimise their LinkedIn profile so they can attract their ideal clients, which works for them 24-7 ultimately because it becomes a reference point or a calling card for them on LinkedIn, um, which is something it's just often so not. When I start working with clients, there's so many good things about having done this as my first course and and, and I've got more in the bag than I'm working on. I had a prospective client who contacted me prior to Christmas because this works in the, I guess in the real world as well as the world of online, if you like, for me and my business. And where that person was at, it was a perfect solution for them to take my self-paced option. They could work with me one-to-one. I have that service in my business, but it just worked really well for them to have that option. And I didn't have that before. So that was great. It's like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Something I prepared earlier. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. I'm getting distracted from the question again,
0: Natalie. No, I think it's incredible because what you've done is just highlight one of the things as to why I'm so passionate about online courses and packaging your knowledge, is that she, that client, will 100% work with you in the future. It's not put her off from doing one-to-one with you, but it's given her a grounding in how you work, what you teach, your style, your values. You were able to make a sale with almost zero effort and say, here, here it is delivered on a platter all the things that you have a concern about. You don't have to turn up and deliver that live, as you've just said. You can scale this to infinity. There's 700 million people on LinkedIn. I mean, look at all the opportunities there for you. And maybe within the business to business, is a small niche, but still, I think that's the thing that's so exciting. And now you have an option to be able to offer people even before they start working with you that they can buy anytime, even while you're sleeping. And that's where that whole make money while you're sleep thing always sounds so cringy to people, but that's really right. true. Like I love waking up in the morning going, Oh, fantastic. Somebody's bought life pilot or they're doing the plan your profitable friend right. here. It's such a cool feeling that they could do that on their own time, anytime they wanted, and they're already learning with yeah. me, but I'm not actually there physically with them, but I'm so there with them in spirit.
1: And Natalie, one other thing that I, I just want to share this because I think that's one of the things. I think you asked us what were our goals before we began. And I said, I wanted to be able to make money while I slept. And so I was so excited when I actually turned my course on and I went to bed. And look, I really didn't expect this to happen. And I feel like it was a, a whole bunch of oh, life and timing and things coming together. But I woke up the next morning and I checked my phone and I'd made a sale overnight. I was so excited. <laughs> I was like, yes, <laughs> life goal achieved. I the
2: best.
1: Yeah. was the best. So, yeah. and I know um, there'll be more of that in the future and there's things I'm still working on to increase the number of people who become aware of what I've got told because that's the journey I'm on now. But yeah, that was just awesome. That <laughs> is
0: amazing. And yeah, and I think it's, That's the part of launching that's so exciting. And then the next stage that we don't even get into in the accelerator, but is like the future journey that people can go back to resources is how do you continue that? How do you set up the sales funnel for continued sales? And then as you're doing now, what's the next course or the next piece in that customer's journey of learning which is Mm. where I think it gets really exciting and why I always try to get people to just focus back on the minimum viable course offering that they can give and I know you you did a really good job of that because initially it was quite large and then you just kept dialing it back and going actually through the research and validation you did in the first module this is actually the thing that people struggle with most so this feels like the most obvious opportunity to do and you you really did have to reel yourself in didn't you well Um, yeah absolutely I also think that what I worked out in the evaluation of all that is
1: that the bigger offering that I can put together over time is a complex set of information and resources and one of the learnings or one of the lessons for me on the journey of creating my course was that I'm super familiar with dealing delivering the material which I've often delivered in a half day format. So I'd go in with workbooks. I'd have a PowerPoint that'd be me and, you know, a group of maybe 15 people in the room that I'd work with taking them through the workshop. Now, there's a bunch of things you can do in person that you don't have online. And then there's things you can do online, which doesn't have in person. When I went to create the resources for this, what it equates to a half day in person, it took a lot of time. And I don't say that as a bad thing, but I'm passionate about delivering quality and it just it's different. When you think about the needs of learners and you think about preparing your online resources, it's worthwhile investing that time. When you do it up front, you do it once, you do it well. And then obviously you could update it in the future. But that was a journey for me. I was interested in the time and resource it took to make that. Mm. Um, I'm not taking away from that you can create stuff quickly because you can but there's a balance I felt well that's what
0: I found and the beauty of it is that you had already pre-sold enough of your courses at that stage to know you were going ahead to do it so while people are preparing and they are looking at the structure they're not actually I'm not asking you to create the course before you've pre-sold it so no no I felt it must have felt good knowing great there's already these people signed up for this so now I get to go and do the best possible job for it knowing I can scale in the future
1: Absolutely. And I totally followed your methodology around that, the the pre-sell the course and then do the make the course. Um, it's quite a motivator. <laughs> and yeah, if you're doing that kind of drip content or modules every week for however many weeks. But yeah, so it works. That That's great. Good way of doing it.
0: Do you mind sharing your results with people? Because I know it's it's a very short, condensed 60 days, right? And there's a lot to get through before you even get to the pre-selling. So the window of opportunity in which you're doing that is quite small for people. Do you mind sharing some of your results and, and whether no. it was what you expected or what you see as possible now?
1: Yeah, no, I think, I'm just trying to remember exactly. I think through that period prior to launch, I think I'd sold, I think, six of my program. And my price point is two ninety seven US dollars, and I've I've gone with that on the Podia platform, which is what we're using. And then subsequently, there've been other sales as well. And I didn't know what to expect. And again, it's so much of a learning journey. I was really rapt to have those sales and have people come on. Um, I think one of the other things that so I'd say that's not a you know it's easy to focus on the numbers, but I think one of the other things is it again focusing on the learning journey. I had this amazing client who he bought the course and he, he, he's moving from being uh, in an employed situation to growing a consulting business. So I work with lots of coaches and consultants and people who they are speakers. They're really good fit for what I'm about and I love working with those people. And I, every time I release the module, I get these texts. Okay. Loving the new module. You know, oh, I'm so delighted. Have this person learning from my material who would literally send me texts. I mean, that's rock star, right? Just as a someone who's passionate about facilitation and providing learning experiences, that was so rewarding. So that's a result that really meant a lot to my heart. I know more numbers will come in the future, but to actually see people really loving the value—that's the magic, I think.
0: I totally agree. I love that you made close to two grand on your first launch, having never had a course before. Um, And with a smaller list, you know, so much of yours has been one-on-one personal networking and Mm -hmm. that people just absolutely thrived on it and really rose to jump at it because it's what you've been talking about all this time. But I love that you touch on that because the most important thing for me personally is the feedback you get. And it's not about validating you. It's just you can see the person's journey and it's so exciting when they get it. And they're like, this is amazing. I'm learning so much. It's the best and most heartfelt piece of feedback you can receive that makes you want to do more. So I love that you mentioned that.
1: Yeah, super cool. But I love that.
0: What do you see as a possibility for you now and your business that wasn't there before?
1: Last year and everything that happened and choosing to take, I've been saying, I feel like I've um, shifted the direction of the Titanic. (laughs) I've changed the direction of my ship. It enables me to work from anywhere. That's cool. Like I'm currently on holiday not holiday. I'm working from my holiday destination because I've chosen to start 2021 from the place where I've gone holiday and I can do that more readily than I did before. I think a number of factors there. It enables me to think about growing my business with more online courses. I now look at the world through a bit of a lens of, oh, there's a problem that could be solved with an online course. <laughs> and actually, I think about that and more areas than the area that I have been specialising in for the last seven years in my business, nearly eight years. So I could be, I I I really enjoy facilitation of learning. I could do that in a number of different areas. I can see that. I, I see books or I see materials or I see, I guess, challenges that people experience in life. And I think, oh, I could do a course around that. That would be quite a cool thing to focus on. So I see a lot of potential. And I also think at this time when people are feeling so hard to put one word on it, so many things as a consequence of what we've experienced in 21 with everything that's happened around COVID, the impact on the world, people going into lockdown. You'll have the same Natalie. You've travelled far more than I have. But friends around the world who are having to work from home, being able to secure your future income through a way of working that can enable you to continue to grow. That's a pretty powerful thing, I think.
0: Yeah, it's huge and you've nailed it. I mean, that's a big What's part a of, it, of it is giving people yeah. their freedom.
1: Can you remember the numbers off the top of your head, Natalie? Because I was having this conversation the other day and, I, and I you know, in terms of what they're saying, that the online course market is here now and, and, you know, in three or five
0: years it's going to be there. How many billions is that? I think it was 350... Now you're testing me. That's all right. 350 billion. It's growing at like some ridiculous rate. And I think that's only going to increase just because with more people moving into the online world and having to secure jobs or their own income in that way, it's just going to continue. So many people in the year of 2020 turned to online learning in all sorts of formats more than ever before. So I imagine the results that we had where they said this will be what it is in 2020 are probably already skewed and underestimated. So it's massive. It's a massive opportunity. It wouldn't surprise me if it's half a million, you know, 500 billion, sorry, of spending or for online learning. Yeah. So I come at that with,
1: from two perspectives too. I love that there's potential for business growth because that's great, right? We're in business. We want to create results and financial outcomes that help us create the lives we want. But also because people are reaching out to learn things and to grow in their lives and we can help facilitate that that's a very neat aspect of being able to whatever your why is in life being able to help
0: people achieve what they want that's neat. I think that's a beautiful place to end on because there's been so many benefits that you've shared and I actually realize it's important to focus on these, not just the making money and having an online course, it's all those other benefits that you've just pointed to. So thanks for being so generous and sharing them. What I'd love to do is shine some light back on you. So where is the best place for people to find out more about Kate Nackable and find your course? We will also link to it in the show notes if people want to optimize their LinkedIn profile. Yeah, so um, probably the two easiest places where people can find
1: me, one, my website, which is nz and that's course of nature like a tidal wave a snowstorm or a fast moving river course of it. nature and <laughs> and also on LinkedIn you can find Kate Nankerville on LinkedIn follow me or connect with me love you to invite me to connect and on my profile you'll find links to my online course and you'll find that on my website so both are great ways to find your way to my course
0: look at you optimising your LinkedIn profile like a pro Walk and but, talk and obviously yeah. having your courses there, which is fantastic. I'm so excited for your growth in 2021 and for you really nailing that and, and selling more of your courses and the new courses that you have coming out because that's the next step and opportunity for you. Yeah, and
1: if I might say, as we're winding up, I think I started with this. If you've had that germ of an idea inside of you that you would like to create an online course or if you wanted to create your own business and maybe you're currently employed in a job I've been there I was like that and I wanted my own business this is a great way of you starting your what's often referred to as a side hustle if you are in a role and you want to because there's so much you can do and you can work on this as you do your day job to grow something which would enable you to sidestep out of it potentially go part-time and turn it into something that can be much bigger for you so if you're listening to this and you've got that kind of, oh, I'd quite like to, do it. That's what I say, just do it. Because <laughs> you won't regret it and you'll learn heaps along
0: the way, as well as being able to sell a course, which is awesome. Thanks, Kate. I love it. You're the best advocate. And I totally agree, actually. It's so, so true. And, and that you can do it anytime online outside of any work hours and really make this happen. And maybe just maybe build a course empire. Yeah, Thanks so much, sure. Kate. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Welcome to the Untapped podcast, Siobhan Danaher. It's so wonderful
2: to have you here. Hi, Natalie. I'm so delighted to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Now, you're a very special guest on this episode because... You have been on such a journey and I would just love to share that with the world. I think it's a really inspiring journey of just what happens when you set your mind to finally taking action, being courageous and going after what you want. So first of all, I'd love for you to tell people, how do you tap into your potential and get paid to be you?
2: So I kind of have two ways of tapping into my potential and getting paid to be me. So I have a day job. And have always had a day job since I left college many years ago. And I also, on the side of that, then I became a traveller about 11 years ago. Have been blogging for just over eight years. And then last year, dipped my toes into the world of online courses. So I have always had a day job. My day job has changed. I used to be an analytical chemist. Then I became a lean practitioner. And on the side, I was always a blogger and creating content, selling my fine art prints. And then I'm now an online course creator. I love that you just
0: named it and you called yourself it. Wow, what a fascinating history. I didn't realize you had all those roles, which was really, really neat. It also just shows you how many different skill sets and experiences you have to bring to this world and actually package into online courses. But what brought you to the point of, I guess, working with me in the Launch Your Damn Course Accelerator? What got you to that point of like, yep, now is the time.
2: So as you know, I have been following you online for over 10 years now. I actually remember where I was when I started following you. I was sitting at home in my parents' kitchen. I wanted to be a travel photographer. I had no idea what I was doing. I was working full-time as an analytical chemist and I was going through Twitter and I saw a post from you. I clicked on it and it was a blog post about how to choose freedom in your life. and um, At the time, you were the suitcase entrepreneur. And I followed you on Twitter, and I've been following you since. So I've seen your emails, and I've seen your posts on social media about online courses over the past couple of years. And to learn how to create an online course and sell an online course was on my goals and objectives for late 2020, maybe early 2021. I had a really big trip planned in 2020, as we probably all did, um I was to go to Japan with our mutual friend Katie Anderson on her lean study trip in Japan. And I was also to spend another you know, three weeks in Japan travelling around, me and my camera. Um, and that was my plans for 2020. Then it was to edit my photographs and, you know, build my uh, travel photography book on Japan. And that was to be my big trip and my big thing of 2020. Then COVID-19 hit and all of our plans changed. And then I got an email about your webinar on Launcher Dam course. And I said, Oh, I'm going to sign up for that. I actually signed up for it, but I actually missed it. Um, (gasps) And then I watched the recording. I know it's terrible, (laughs) but I caught the recording. um, And I was like, wow, this is what I want to do. And I knew I had it in my plans for maybe late 2020, early 2021. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to Japan. I think we were in lockdown at the time here in Ireland, and I said, you know what, I'm going to sign up for that course, and aren't I glad I did?
0: (laughs) Well, yes, I think you are, and I think you actually ended up going through it twice, which is awesome, and I'd love to sort of share that story as to why, but... So up until that point with your blog, you actually hadn't been monetizing at all. You didn't have anything to sell on there, aside from, I guess, your fine art print. So you'd really just been sharing your travel stories and your beautiful photography. What made you finally go, isn't it about time that I maybe get paid to do what I love and, and turn this into a thing?
2: Exactly, Natalie. So up until then, I had been a travel photographer and um, doing exhibitions in airports. I had been selling my fine art prints online. Um, And I had been blogging on my blog. So I set that up, I think, my blog in 2012. Then in 2017, I set up another blog, The Art of Positive Change. And that was on another passion of mine, lean philosophy, lean business philosophy and also personal positive change. So I've been blogging on that since 2017. And then I kind of got to the realisation that, yeah, you know, I keep writing for the rest of my life but I'm not making any money out of it. And I really want to make that transition from day job to full-time entrepreneur. Like, I don't know how long it's going to take me, but I really, really want to do that because I have such passion for what I do, such passion for positive change, for business positive change, personal positive change, and for writing. Like, I love writing and I love creating content. And so I just decided this is it. I need to monetize it and just see how it goes and find out, more about the world of online marketing and getting paid to be me, I suppose.
0: I love that. And I think it's been such a pleasure to have you in the community and in both the cohorts because you are one of the most positive people I know and you're an amazing connector and you've just got this absolute curiosity, and enthusiasm for everything, which is for me, um, working with students, one of the best things ever. It's like the perfect person that I want because you were willing to try anything and everything and you were willing to just go, okay, Nat, said do this I'm gonna do it he didn't wasn't that you didn't question because I love people to question as well but you were like well She's done so many courses before and I've watched her. And so I'm just going to go for it. And then I think you started seeing results, which was super exciting. I do recall in the group at one point, I got everybody to do a Facebook live in the group to share their kind of why and the transformation behind their course as we were going through. And I was so thrilled that everybody actually did that live. And for some, it was their first time ever. And I think it was for you. Do you want to share a little bit of story about what that ended up inspiring you to do or the trajectory that you went on with that?
2: Absolutely. So you have been talking about a Facebook live. I did my Facebook live and then it prompted me to do video. So I had never done video online. Actually, I think I had maybe done a testimonial many years ago when I was a travel photographer. Um, and that's it. That's all you'll find online of me in video. <laughs> and it's quite petrifying if you're not used to video. And we're, we are used to looking all day, every day, you know, on social media, on all of the sites, everyone doing video and they make it look so effortless but it is really nerve wracking. And also, you know, you know, that people will be looking at you. Some people might like you, some people might think you're a bit crazy. And so you really are putting yourself out there with video. And that just pushed me to do more video. And I had to promote, you know, what I was doing, my course. And I started promoting it then and doing weekly videos. Now, I haven't kept up the weekly videos because I do find them really difficult, but I do one every couple of weeks. And I started doing one a week on every chapter of my free ebook that I, that was my lead magnet. Um, but I didn't keep up the every week and it's probably something I need to go back to and get it as a habit. But yeah, it was petrifying. And now I'm not so afraid of it. It's still far outside my comfort zone, but it really pushed me that far outside my comfort zone to do that. So yeah.
0: And I think you got some great results from it. One, you got engagement from people. Two, you grew your email list. And then three, I think I just saw you showing up everywhere because you're big on Instagram and you love it. You're very good at posting on there and all these positive quotes and changes. Um, But it was just amazing to see you. You were like, oh, my God, I did it. And then you were unstoppable. You just went for it and decided to really set a challenge, as you said, to take your lead magnet and talk about each chapter of it every week. So did that actually have good positive effects for building your email list and having more engagement?
2: Absolutely. My blog posts were more, when I look back at my stats, my blog posts views were more this year or sorry last year in 2020 than they had been in the previous 3 years wow so it did make a huge difference yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it made a huge difference video is just the way to go it's the way to get your message out there and people really engage with video you know lots of comments lots of sharing I actually, you know, another friend of mine, then I inspired her to do video. Vicky, she'd never gone on video and suddenly she was on video on Instagram. So just push yourself outside your comfort zone. It just shows that you'd inspire others to do it, even if you're quite afraid or you need a bit more confidence to do it.
0: Yeah, beautiful. So let's um, come back to the course, because what is the course that you actually ended up doing? And I really like the route that you took because I encourage people to do what feels comfortable to them, whether it's the big shebang. But in the 60 days that we're together, as you know, there's a lot to take in and do. And so you actually ended up running a masterclass, which was cool because that's one of the things that I think is probably one of the easiest things to get paid for to produce, and then you can turn into an evergreen course. What was the name of your masterclass and how, (laughs) just take us through the experience of getting to that point of running it live and then, yeah, actually launching
2: So the name of my masterclass was Create Your Your Personal Vision. So basically, that is to create a vision for your life. So it was a 90-minute masterclass held over Zoom. And that was the very first time I've launched and created and delivered an online course. So it was so nerve wracking. <laughs> it was so nerve wracking, and even a week or two beforehand, I remember emailing you, Natalie, and saying, "Oh, do you know what, Natalie? I'm not going to do it live. Mm-hmm. I'm going to record it." And you said, "No, Shabon, stick with the original live." And when I had done the live, I was so delighted. It was probably the highlight of my year last year, and um, it was just such a great engagement with the people who were on it and um, it was so enjoyable we all really really enjoyed it I learned loads from the girls who attended and it was just when you go outside your comfort zone and then you deliver on something it's just a really good sense of satisfaction that you've got there and that had also taken me two times to go through your course so I went through your course twice to deliver that master class and um, I had started off with wanting to do a standard course which is a bigger course six to eight week course But that just became too big for me to pull together in the amount of time. Then I kind of changed course and wanted a different type of course. But um, I kind of weaved my way around it, but came back, finished my masterclass. And now I'm just about to launch. I'm launching my standard course now in a few weeks. So I'm delighted.
0: And I think that's why I love your journey so much, because you did weave and go on your own sort of path. You attempted to shy away and duck away, but then you always brought yourself back and you stayed true to the course. And you said, no, I'm just going to put myself through this, through all the for you, petrifying moments. And I'm so glad you're so honest about that because I know for a lot of people, video is so damn hard. Doing anything where you're putting yourself online is a big deal. Becoming an entrepreneur is a big deal. Putting yourself out there, standing behind your brand, standing behind your word, teaching. But I think the biggest thing that I've seen in you is just this massive, unstoppable growth. Like once you took a couple of those leaps, scary as they were you've just been like oh that was scary but not as bad as i thought and then you've just been really open to trying new things and the growth in you personally that i've seen even just in the last i guess six months of knowing you and getting to see that journey has been incredible i think that's the thing that i can't tell other people about like they have to go through that experience themselves when i think about all the times i've created or launched something it Still is a massive ordeal, but it really takes you out of your comfort zone and gets you to go into that place of personal growth and be on the edge, which is such a neat place to be because it's the edge of learning and it's the edge of expansion. And I always find if you're not expanding, then you're usually contracting and that's not a place that you want to be. So it's been really amazing to see. How did you feel? Remember when I called you on that? I said, no, 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 you've got to do it live. So you kept on with, you were promoting on Instagram. You had a very small email list, I think, didn't you? Do you just want to yeah. sort of give people a bit of an idea of what you had going into it and how many sales you made? If you're cool with sharing that, just so they can get a sense.
2: Yeah. So my, my, my mailing list was very small. So. I had a mailing list years and years ago when I started as a travel photographer, but I never emailed them. They were on somewhere for many years. And I um, didn't really understand the power of a, of a mailing list and that I needed to have one as an online blogger, business person, entrepreneur. So my email list was really, really small when I launched my masterclass. It was about 120, which is really, really small. But I'm grateful for every single one of those people who are on my mailing list. And they're really interactive, I suppose. So I mail them, they send back mails. I'll ask them questions, they send back answers. I'm quite active on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. They're my four main platforms. I post on them every day. And I was doing weekly videos coming up to the masterclass. And then 12 people signed up for my masterclass. Now, most of them I knew and um, knew personally, but I was just so glad. And I'll never forget when I got my first sale, I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. This just works, you know. Now, I always knew what you taught works because I've seen you do it for many, many years. But yeah, to do that and at the end of going through your course two times and the amount of work I put into it, there's nothing can, you know, it's just this great sense of achievement. And absolutely, as you said, it's the personal growth. The amount I have grown from last year when I first took your course to now is phenomenal. You know, it just goes to show that, yeah, get out of your comfort zone. It's really uncomfortable, really, really uncomfortable. I was petrified doing the video, petrified launching the course, petrified doing lots of different things. And now I'm like, oh, I can't wait to do that again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And now, right now at the time of interviewing you, you are actually launching your standard course, which is a a much larger one. You haven't created the course right now. You've taken my methodology and you're pre-selling it. And I love that you said something to me the other day on one of our group coaching calls and you said, well, it's happening in two weeks and I don't have any of this stuff organized, but I just trust that it's going to happen. I'm following the process. I know what it's like now and I know it's all going to work out. And I just love that because that was such a complete 360 from the Siobhan who started. I mean, we've talked a little bit about what's got you there, but how do you feel about it now when you're doing this? Like how much more confident are you or just trusting in your own abilities to pull this off?
2: I am so much more confident. Like, I, as I said, I use the word petrified and I don't use that lightly because I'm not, um, I'm not naturally a fearful person. I naturally don't fear a lot. But the thoughts of putting myself out there, like to sell an online course online, just petrified me. It literally did because there's so much you have to put out about yourself. It's all about you and your brand and what you know. Um, but now I'm like, now I'm super excited to do it. Now I'm like, I just need to do the tech I need to do the content and I need to do my meals and I know what to do now. And I'm so much more confident and I'm even not petrified. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, of course, but I'm more excited than I am petrified. I'm no longer petrified and I'm so excited. (laughs) So yes, and I am pre-selling because I'm doing a webinar next week, actually, leading up to my course. And I will be launching the course or announcing the course on the webinar and then building the course as I go along.
0: Yeah, Awesome. And what's the course that you've got, this standard course, this bigger course that you're teaching?
2: So this is a six-week course. It's on Kickstarter personal strategy. So it is about having a personal plan for your life. So I've worked in business strategy many years and lean business strategy for many years and I've taken the principles of that and created a personal strategy which I've been using myself for over 10 years and all it is is a foundation for change in your life it's not just about goal setting it's about understanding where you are in your life and being grateful for where you are being really accepting of where you are and then building on that to decide well okay here's where I am where do I want to be? And then how you get there. And a lot of it is actually around the mindset, which ironically was one of the big things that really, really drove me on um, in your course, Natalie. So I'm very grateful mm-hmm. for that. But yes, I'm excited to be launching that and sharing people how I transformed my life. You know, my life was very different 10 years ago. I was a very different person. Well, obviously I'm the same person, but I was in a very different situations. And it's through this personal strategy and daily work has transformed my life into the life I lead today.
0: Hmm, I really love that because it shows that you are a leading learner. You've taught yourself these principles, you've experienced them, you've applied it to yourself in your own way and come up with your own methodology and you live and breathe that and you're an example of it. And I think that to me is the perfect person to be then teaching a course because ultimately you don't need to be, as we talk about so much, five years ahead of somebody. You don't need to be an expert. You need to be somebody who has gone through this and can teach you how to do it and apply it to yourself. And I think that's the beauty of just teaching, you know, and being able to share your knowledge. You mentioned something before about it is so scary because you're putting yourself out there and your brand and everything. And yes, that's 100% true. But one of the biggest things I think we focused on the accelerator, which you really did adopt is all the people that you get to transform their lives and whose lives you get to touch and who wouldn't be where they are if they hadn't met you or if they weren't able to take your course or to learn from you and that's one of the biggest flips that I think I get people to focus on is actually for sure it's about you but it's actually about them it's about the people that you want to help and if you don't show up for them what are they missing out on because you weren't able to so I just really loved how you embraced that I think more than so many people and just went that's true and you really applied it to your mindset and your philosophy on what you were doing I'll link to your course in the show notes because I'd love for people to check it out. And I'd love for you to just actually explain a little bit more about the lean business strategy. You've mentioned it a couple of times, but just for people who are listening who are like, what the heck is that? Uh, Maybe you can just share a couple of the principles of that and why you're attracted to it.
2: Yeah, so lean is a philosophy that came from Japan, was founded in Toyota and is still instilled there to this day. It's the reason that Toyota is one of the best um, and leading car manufacturers in the world. So it started there, but it has, I suppose, moved from not just car manufacturing or not just manufacturing in general, across the world to every every type of business and every type of sector. So I first came across Lean maybe 15 years ago when I was working in Pfizer as an analytical chemist back in the day when I used to wear a white coat. Good, um, Good old Pfizer. Yeah, good advisor. Um, I worked there for nearly 10 years as an analytical chemist and loved it, loved the people I worked with, loved the company. But I always knew things could be a little more efficient or maybe run a little better. I've always been interested in improvement, in making things better, in making people's, I suppose, lives better, workplaces better. So I kind of did a bit of research and I found two coaches. One was a lean coach And the other was a Six Sigma coach. And they kind of took me under their wing, taught me all about improvement, continuous improvement, Kaizen. And my Lean coach taught me all about Lean principles. He mentored me through many projects. Then I set up a Lean team. And then I mentored other people through projects. And we literally transformed how we worked and where we worked. A couple of years later then, I decided I want to work full-time in lean, and I wanted to move out of analytical chemistry. I had been working there for many, many years. And so then I moved full-time into continuous improvement and into lean strategy. And basically, at a high level, for people who may not know what it is, there's two core principles. One is the relentless removal of waste. And we refer to waste as anything that doesn't deliver value to your customer. So for example, when you're delivering value to your customer, you're doing it in exchange for money. So everything you do in your business, if you're getting money for it, it's referred to as value-add. Anything that you don't get money for, like administration or different parts of your business, that's referred to sometimes as waste. So what you want to do is remove waste out of your business. That frees your time up to do more value-add stuff, which gives you more money. So that's one part of it. And that's all around the strategy and having the systems and the structures. The other part of it is deep respect for people, which is why Lean is so dear to my heart, It's all around respecting people, understanding that there are limits. There is no limit to people's capability, that people want to learn and they don't want to have problems at work. They want to be able to bring their very best selves to work. So lean culture is all about a learning culture, that you're learning all the time and that you're continuously problem solving. So problems are there in every business. They're in every life and in every business. And if you can remove the problems from the people who you work with, you're helping them to do a better job. There's many great books out there and there's many great people to follow online in terms of Lean. But yeah, it's very dear to my heart and I've seen how Lean can change people's workplaces, but also how they can change their lives. And to be honest, Lean has completely transformed and improved my life. And that's all I want for everyone that I come in contact with, whether it's in a working environment or online or someone who comes to my courses. I know the power of this because I've seen it firsthand So, yeah, that's what Dean is. In a nutshell, it's very high level now. No, this is a great
0: description, and I think I can see your passion for it, which is awesome. One question that I'm curious about is how can entrepreneurs, individual entrepreneurs, solo entrepreneurs, or people with a small team apply it to themselves? Even just if you have one tip of like, because I if I think about it, you know, in big companies like Toyota, there's so many people, there's so many departments, there's so many moving parts, they've got machinery, systems, production, fulfillment, everything. So you can see how once you applied it, you could start to really make that business more efficient. For entrepreneurs, how can we apply it to ourselves? Because I'm sure there are times, in fact, I know there are times when we're doing all the things, but I really love that aspect of coming back to Do I receive money in return for this value I'm giving or is this an administrative part of the business? And while you still need to do some of those things to actually get things going, what are just even just one thing that entrepreneurs can kind of apply to their own way of approaching their business using the lean methodology?
2: Yeah. And like lean can be used everywhere. So a lot of people, when I first started lean would say, oh, but you don't manufacture cars. And I said, well, I don't have to manufacture cars. It's a (laughs) philosophy. So it's a philosophy. So it's a way of living. It's a way of being. It's a way of thinking. Lean is very much around the thinking. They say in Toyota, they don't go to work in Toyota. They go to think. And Mm -hmm. I just love that. So in the world of entrepreneurs, definitely, it's all about what's your value add? What delivers value to your customer? What do you get paid for? So it's all the steps and whatever work you do that you actually get paid for. And anything else, anything that you're not literally getting paid for is not value-add work. There's what we refer to as business value-add. That means it's work that needs to be done. So administration, different types of work that needs to be done to make your company or your business function. But there's so many other things and they're referred to as waste. And there's eight different lean wastes. If I was to say, yeah, if you could focus on just what you're getting paid for, try to reduce what you know your business needs to function, try to reduce that, and then get rid of everything else, it's called lean waste. A really good example of that, Natalie, actually, that I've learned from you many years goes outsourcing. So I learned that from your book, uh, The Suitcase Entrepreneur, and I have been outsourcing a lot of my own social media administration for many, many years. And only recently, in the past three weeks, I've hired a graphic designer because um, me creating slides, I can do it, but it's not value-add to me. It's not what I'm going to get paid for. So I outsource that, which is business value-add. I still need that work to be done, but I can outsource it. So that's kind of an example of lean. Um, I really like that, actually, because I'm hoping that people are listening
0: and thinking about all the things that they do to supposedly run their business. And I'm saying that in the loveliest possible way, but that doesn't actually bring them in any money. And just doing a really good, long, hard think sometimes about, okay, I do all of these things. They take up... All this amount of time, if you're using something like Toggle, which is a free time tracker, you'll be able to see exactly where your time goes. I get the 10K cup queens to do this as well, is to actually look at where are you spending your time, but which pieces of those time is actually giving you some form of value back, like are you getting paid for? And what are these things that you can either, as you said, outsource, systemize, or stop doing? And, uh, you know, entrepreneurs do all the things all the time, and for some reason we think all the things all the time is going to work. But it just puts you on this hamster wheel of running around like crazy and not actually ever doing your due diligence on, okay, when I release a blog post and I share it here, I actually do get email signups, which leads to a nurture sequence, which leads to a sale of my product or program or course or consultation or whatever it may be. But thinking about all the activities that we do, I mean, I'm laughing at myself. When I used to have the suitcase entrepreneur, when I was starting out, I was doing all the things and not necessarily going, well, which of these actually get me visibility, credibility, build my list, make me sales. And I know we're all guilty of it at some point, but I love applying this. I've applied the lean principles to my business, but I think you can always do more on that front and just take a good, hard look at what you're doing. And if you could just focus in on doing one thing super well, offering one product or program, offering one um, offer in your business, it would be amazing to see just how much more effective people are, except that we're creative and we love variety and we go down all these new yeah, exactly. you know, idea routes. <laughs> but we should be learning from these companies who have really, really mastered this and applying it to ourselves. There's no reason why we can't apply it to ourselves as individuals, both in our personal mastery and then also in our business life.
2: So, thank exactly. you. Exactly. And I, you're so welcome. And I use those principles in my personal strategy course because we do have very busy lives and we do a lot of things, but it's almost focusing on what's important to you and what's meaningful to you. And where do you want to go? And then just try and remove the rest because there are so many distractions that so many people want our time and so many things want our time. So, it's just about getting very, very clear. And that's what strategy is all about understanding where you want to go and then doing everything towards that strategy. Um, Mm. I am going to release a lean um, strategy course, but I'd say not this year, Natalie, maybe next year.
0: All right. Oh, I love that. I would love for you to do that. Are you going to make it towards sort of entrepreneurs or for, you know, your own personal kind of lean strategy?
2: Yeah, I was actually thinking of small businesses um, Mm. and I've been thinking about this for a couple of years and for a couple of reasons. I've worked in the corporate world all my life. It's the only place I've ever worked. And the corporate world have plenty of money and they have plenty of big teams and they have continuous improvement teams and they have operational excellence teams and they have lots of money to spend on consultants to do lean. And um, where I think I would get the most benefit to people is small businesses. So small businesses that don't have the big budgets, maybe that the big corporations have and they don't have the big teams. They can really, really benefit from lean principles and just having more visibility into their business and understanding where their time is going and what the value to their customer is and what's the business value at and where's your waste. I think small businesses would really benefit from that and I'd probably start at home in Ireland, small businesses that are around me, and I follow a lot of small businesses online, and I just know that lean principles would really help them. So that's where I would start. That's where my heart is, I think. But maybe entrepreneurs as well, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's aligned to your values. You're able to make a big impact on these small businesses' lives. And often, as you say, they can't afford the big consultant to come in, or they can't necessarily hire all those people. But if you can come in and give them that plan of what they can start looking at and doing it for themselves, you're teaching them to fish, essentially it'd be transformative for their business. So I really, really love that. And yeah, I think as I'm just going to challenge you now on potentially launching it this year, because off the back of your... Personal strategy course that you're doing, it would be really interesting to seed interest for those people who then want to apply this to their business. So I think there's an opportunity there for you to even have the conversation or at the end of the standard course to be able to say, by the way, I'll be launching this for small businesses. Here are the benefits. We've gone through this before a bit and how you sort of yeah, can yeah. pre sell something. And just validate whether that is something that people are actually wanting, both for online and offline businesses, because I think you'd be surprised at the amount of interest. Just hearing you talk about it then, if you can get in front of those business owners in another webinar, for example, um, and just show them what's possible and give examples, even if you haven't got those examples yourself yet, but you've seen them in the corporate world and you can apply them to them, I think they'd be like jumping at the chance. I know when you were talking about it, I was like, oh, I wonder if I could have Siobhan jump into my business for a little. I do think I'm pretty streamlined and we have good systems and we track our time, but I just know there's always ways to be looking at what we do and figuring out how can I add more value here to my clients and customers, my community, and also to my team and to how we're doing things. So- I think it would be hugely beneficial for people who've just never had that exposure, never worked in the corporate world and never seen maybe how that goes. And they're just spinning their wheels or trying things out, which is great. Like you always have to try and test, but there's also proven methodologies and ways of doing things that would just save you so much time and energy and money that could be applied, I think, to smaller
2: businesses. Absolutely. Because the whole philosophy of Lean is to grow your business and grow your people. And you can do both at the same time. Love it. Um, so back to Rumor we're
0: sort of wrapping up here because it's been such a fun conversation. I guess I'd just love for you to leave my listeners with what's been the single best thing about finally launching your damn course and what you're actually on to a second one now that you hadn't expected, maybe something that surprised you about this whole process that you've been through.
2: I was thinking about this today, Natalie, because I knew I was coming on your podcast and I've learned so much about online courses, about myself, about so many things over the past Six, seven months since I've taken both your launch down course twice. But I think there's two things that really stand out for me. Two things I wasn't expecting. My confidence has grown and I'm not an unconfident person. I suppose the thing with confidence is you're only as confident as you feel within your comfort zone. So you may feel very confident, but that's because you're in your comfort zone. Move outside of your comfort zone and things are very, very different. So I suppose in the minute I signed up to your course, I was out of my comfort zone. And I had to grow in confidence. And I didn't realize that that was happening to me over the, you know, over the course of the two courses. And now that I'm in the 10K club as well, my confidence is continuously growing. Again, not that I was unconfident. It's just that I'm outside my comfort zone, which is great. And I'm super delighted with that. The other thing, as I thought about it today, is clarity of purpose. My own purpose in life and what I want from life. And I've always been pretty clear on this. As I said, I started doing personal strategy over 10 years ago. and um, my life completely changed around. And but just the the even more crystal clarity of my purpose that I have got from your launcher down course and also being part of your 10k club has been phenomenal. And I wasn't expecting either of those. I was expecting to learn about how to create a course, how to launch a course, how to market a course. Um, but the confidence and the clarity of purpose, two things that just blew me away and I just wasn't expecting. And I know the more that I work with you and the more that I'm in your 10K club, and um, the more clarity of purpose I'm going to get and my confidence is just growing daily, which is great because you need to be pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, especially if you're on the internet and you're sharing yourself as a brand, you need to get pretty confident.
0: Yeah, I love that. Actually, I love that you were so clear as well on the two things, the two Cs that you've got which is brilliant. And in many ways, I think it's really sparked you growing your business because ultimately I think deep down Launch Your Damn Course Accelerator is actually showing you how to launch an online business in the course creation, but you can apply it to so many other yes. things. It is about putting yourself out there, growing your list, getting clear on your why, understanding your customers and or who you want as customers, and then delivering offers to them, which is ultimately how one starts an online business. So little surprise there for people. It's not just about courses, I think. It's Absolutely.
2: Yeah. It's an online business. Like, honestly, it's not just an online course. It is how to build an online business by launching a course and then afterwards. Absolutely, Natalie, that's said very well. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it kind of came to me recently when I realized how many people have gone on to launch more offers and not just courses and, and really build this out and do so much. It's like, yeah, this is the how do you do it in 60 days and kickstart that and get over the fears and all the inaction and, the, oh, maybe I'll just transfer and do it later to really just go for it. So thank you for being one of those people who just wholeheartedly embraced it and,
2: It's been such a pleasure working with you and I'm super excited for what you're going to do next. Thank you so much, Natalie. It's been great. I've loved every minute of it and you're super supportive, honestly. And the really good thing when I was, uh, you know, as I said a few weeks before I launched my course, I wasn't going to do it live or I said I was turning around from doing it live and you said, no, no, Siobhan, you need to do it live. So it's really good. (laughs) Good accountability.
0: Thank you. I really hope you enjoyed my interviews with both Siobhan and Kate. So much energy, so much goodness, so damn proud of these ladies who have come through my Launch Your Damn Course Accelerator. And if you are like, okay, Nat, I get it. You've been talking about this stuff for freaking years. It sounds easier than I'm making it out to be, yet I still haven't done it. Then I just want you to go and download my 100% free Ultimate Online Course Creation Starter Kit. I can't kind of be any clearer in the title of that. It's exactly what it does on the label, right? So download it at nataliesisson.com forward slash course kit. It's 40 pages of goodness. My best methodologies for helping you validate, ideate, and pre-sell your course before you've even created it, which is just a method that not many people seem to teach. I want you to fast track what you're doing, take the smart shortcuts to actually get paid to teach what you know and validate that that's what people want before you go down the long, hard route of creating it. I want you to know all the goods, the downs, the uglies, the best parts, the most rewarding stuff, and that's what these interviews have hopefully showed you. Definitely go and listen to episode 102, the one before this, where I interviewed three more of my students, where they just really let rip and told you all the good, the bad, and the ugly. But more than anything, 2021's your year to do this, right? So nataliesisson.com forward slash course kit. Download it today and that means you'll also get an invite to my free upcoming five-day challenge to do this for yourself. Like we will do this live. That's it. Have an amazing, an amazing week tapping into your potential and getting paid to be you and maybe, just maybe, online courses is your thing for 2021.